Beautiful people, I am back with another episode. It is beautiful. Listen, y'all, today we made it. God woke us up again. Gosh, it's just such a blessing to be able to see a new day. You know, his mercies are new every single day. I have an episode for you guys today. Today is Friday. And remember, I told you guys in the beginning, sometime God will switch it up on me now, where I probably won't be doing what y'all think I'm going to be doing. So today on Fridays, usually our fruitful Fridays. But God has been putting in my spirit, Holy Spirit, um, to do a different kind of podcast. And it's so funny, um, but it's so amazing how God works. And um, I was sitting here and I'm like, God, what do you want me? Which fruit do you want me to use? And he never gave me the fruit. But I was that's why we it's so important for us to be attentive and be listening to that small, still voice. And I was sitting in the living room um, with my oldest daughter and we were watching movies and stuff. And I asked God and I, you, you know, basically I prayed honestly in my head, you know, to ask him, what did he want me to do it on? So forgiveness is the the word that popped in my head. And then that was the first time. And God know me. Yeah, listen, y'all, he created me. He know how I am. I like to hear stuff a couple times for me to get it. So the second time it came, we were um, watching a movie, like I say. And then I started reading a devotional. And I have two devotionals that I'm reading currently about grief, you know, since I lost my dad. And one of them I chose to read in the afternoon. So the one that I chose to read in the afternoon, as I open it up, it said forgiveness. I'm like, okay, God, that's the second time you told me forgiveness. Then it was a third time. Like I say, me and my daughter's watching this movie, like a faith-based movie. And it was this guy, and he was talking to a younger guy, and he mentioned the word forgiveness. I said, come on, for real? Okay, that's three. That's enough for me. So I'm going to speak today about um, forgiveness. And it's Friday. Forgiving Friday, y'all. Usually I do say the date. It is um, April 17th. And currently here in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, it's raining. It's pouring down, y'all. It sounds beautiful, though. Uh, I'm currently in my bed recording Um, speaking to you beautiful people out there. Um, I'm so excited about what I'm going to be talking about today. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard about parables. Um, That's one of the ways that, um, you know, Jesus spoke to people. And um, some of you may be also be wondering, what is a parable? And I can explain that to you guys because it can be a little, you know, If you don't know what it is, then it's like, what is that? So, um, the parables are used in giving one or more instructional lessons or principles and can be an allegory and may include inanimate objects like trees, plants, or any other things. And also, I looked up, you know, because I like to break the words down also um, to give you like the meaning and the Greek meaning. 
So a parable, the word parable is from the root word parabolo, or in Greek, paraboli. This compound word comes from para, P-A-R-A, which means to come alongside or compare and balo, B-A-L-L-O, which means to throw or see with. So there were many parables in the Bible and I'm going to talk about this one specific one. Some of you may heard of it. Some of you may have not. Um, but before I jump into the story, I wanted to read this verse um, about forgiveness. And the verse is coming out of Mark 11, verses 25 through 26. And when you stand praying, forgive anyone you have anything against. Then your father in heaven will forgive your sins. It's a process, y'all. You need to make sure you be forgiven people. Y'all better forgive people. Quit holding that stuff in. Okay? And then it said, then your father in heaven will forgive your sins. It's a process. Um, it's easier said than done. Yes, but you want you want God to forgive you, right? So I need y'all to be forgiven, okay? Honestly, wholeheartedly forgiven. If you have a problem with that, you know, ask God to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit, which is our, it leads and guides us um, to help you with that thing. If you're struggling with forgiveness, I mean, you better ask. Open up your mouth. Ask and it will be given, okay? So now I'm going to really dive into this story. Um, it's about the parable of the lost son. Um... In this story, there was a man who had two sons. And remind you, these also keep in mind, they were Jews. That's their background. Um, the younger one um, said something to his father. And during this time, um, you know, when it comes to estates and things that you want to leave your kids. Back in these times, um, it was given to, it was given mostly when the father pass away but this son the younger one um he said to his father one day father give me my share of the estate so he divided his property between them and the father knew you know that mostly majority of the time it comes after death but he went on ahead and gave it to him and when he gave it to him, not long after that, y'all, this young one, he went all out and went to another place, spent all his money on wild living. He was partying. He was clubbing. He was doing everything. I'm pretty sure he had all kind of money. And um, he knew that, you know, he had all this money and that he was going to go all out and spend it all. He was doing a lot of foolish things for real. And and. A lot of the things that he did was out of foolishness and greed. Um, still, regardless of that, he, you would have think he would have had some sense. But, I mean, if you stay tuned, continue listening to this podcast, you're going to see that he eventually came to his senses. Um, so, he wasted all of his money partying and... It was just ridiculous. And, you know, sometimes we can do that, too. Um, we waste things. We, you know, we feel like we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And um, while he was out here living, you know, living the life, 
And after he had spent everything, everything, y'all, he spent everything. Um, the place where he went to this country, there was a famine, a severe famine, not just a famine. It was a severe famine that came through that whole country where he went and clubbed and then, you know, and had his fun and wild out. And he honestly, he was in need, y'all. He started to need things and he went without because it had reached a famine. And it was in the famine, as you can pay attention, it came after the wild living like it came after he spent everything then the famine came and then he went and he um you know went to a citizen of that country and he asked the citizen you know he wanted to work he tried to find some type of work and um and the citizen actually sent him to the field where the pigs were and just to give you just a little bit of background, um, I want you guys to also study like this too. But the Jews, and during this time, um, when it came to pigs, pigs were considered as unclean. Um, so you would have, just imagine, like he would have had to really be in a really rough spot. <laughs> Um, he became so desperate and he accepted work that was unacceptable to any righteous Jewish person. Um, swine, pigs, in other words, were unclean, like I said, under the law. And if you guys want to know where this is located, it's in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 7. Um, so he went and did that and he were out there with the pigs, y'all, the low of the low. Okay. Um, he actually, then it has in verse 16, it says that he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything y'all like this son really hit rock bottom. He wanted to eat and he want his stomach to be filled with the things that the, the pigs were eating. Um, now here's the time. Did he come to his senses? Yes, he did. Verse 17 clearly says when he came to his senses, thank God. He knew and only person that he talked about and thought about that fell on his mind was his father. The only person was his father. Um, and he knew that his father had, you know, had servants actually. So he would have, he had even thought about just going back to his father and being a servant of his father's. And it's just so amazing how, regardless of what he thought of his father, his mind was, you know, on his father, knowing how much his father loved and cared about him. And that's where he knew that he would be secure and be safe is with his father. And he had already made up in his mind that when he, you know, when he go back, he had this script that he was going to say to his father and ask his father, you know, tell his father he had sinned against heaven and, you know, and he's sorry or whatever. He was going to let him know that, you know, how he felt um, and he was going to confess his sins. And, you know, also our father also tells us that confess your sins to one another that ye may be healed. And he did that. He he was at his lowest. And sometimes we can be at our lowest and we, you know, pride gets in the way. And we don't want to, you know, honestly admit that and confess something. But he did. He really confessed his sins. And 
So he went back. He and he went back to his father, y'all. Um, but it's so amazing. This part just really, you know, um, warm my heart. Um, it said that, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. I had to circle and highlight that because it was so significant that even though he was far off, his father saw him. Even though we can be far off into sin and far off into doing our own thing, our father still sees us. God still sees us. Like, it doesn't matter. Just know that he loves you. And that's just so remarkable to know that. Even though his son was so far off into sin and doing his own thing, his father saw him. Um, it didn't say nobody else saw him. It said his father. And at that instant, his father heart had filled with compassion. That's just that was another remarkable thing. Like that's how God feels about us. Like when we're far off into sin, he still has compassion on us. Like we got people, we got family members, we got friends, and we do things that not right that are not right. And I'm not gonna say everybody, but some people, let's be real, they don't have compassion for you when you out there living a the dream and doing things that are not right in the sight of the Lord. Like they're not having compassion for you. Um, and this is something also that was significant to me. He ran to his son and I wanted to break this down also because in these times, um, Jewish men like, and he picked up his robe and he showed his feet during this time. This was a no, no basically so the father didn't care about what was a no-no he did it and he ran to his son now you would think the son would have been running to the father no it said that he had compassion and he ran to his son and then he immediately embraced him he kissed him and he hugged him like love come on y'all like regardless of everything that he did his son did took the money, took the estate, and just went and did his own thing, party, living up the life, sending back and forth. He still loved him. He still showed compassion. He still had open arms waiting for him to come home. Like, it's just a beautiful thing. God waits on you. You know, don't think that he, you know, he's forgotten about you or you doing your thing and he doesn't love you. He does love you. He does care. And he forgave his son. Like, you see, yeah, like he confessed, you know, and said that he had these issues and, you know, he had this whole script out. He was going to tell his father, his father ran to him. His father embraced him. His father had compassion on him and he forgave his son. There's that word forgiveness, forgave. He forgave his son. Um, it's really important that we do forgive y'all to be set free also. Um, and you would have thought that. During this time, too, you know how, you know, well, what did the father do, you know, after that, after he embraced him? And remind you, the son said that he was going to go back and he wanted to be a servant to his father. But no, 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 no. His father told his servants, he said, quick, bring the best robe and put on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf. And kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Y'all. His father had a party because his son came back. Do you hear me? Like he celebrated that. And he embraced that. Um, it's just such a beautiful thing. Once again y'all. 
It, it, and that's how God feels when we come back to him. He embraces that. He loves that. Um, he celebrates that. You don't think he does. Um, and then he also said in verse 24, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate that just once again. It brought so much joy to my heart to know that his father celebrated him. I mean, you know, do you celebrate people? Do you celebrate family and friends or people you may have known or do know that has, you know, you know, confessed their sins and has turned their back from that sin and turned their life around? Do you celebrate them? Like, what do you do? Seriously, think about that. Like, what do you really do? Do you be like, uh, oh, he, oh, they a different person. They acting totally different now. Uh, why they got to act like that? No. Do you do that? Because if you do, it's not cool. Don't do it again. Celebrate them. Embrace them. That's what we're supposed to do. Just like our father did that to us, I'm pretty sure he wants us to do the same thing to someone else that has turned away from sin and turned away from wicked ways. He celebrates us. Why can't we? We're brothers and sisters in Christ. So that's what we're supposed to do. Um, and then the older son was, it says the older son was in the field. He came closer to the house. He heard music and stuff and heard people partying it up. And this older son, he became angry and refused to go in. Exactly what I was just saying. Don't be acting like, you know, feeling some kind of way because somebody has turned, you know, around from their wicked ways. Embrace that. Don't be like the older brother and be all bitter and, you know, in your feelings because, you know, somebody has turned. And not only was it somebody, it was his brother and he felt some kind of way. Um, Like, come on, y'all. Let's not do that. You know, it's not okay. And let's you know, encourage and let's embrace that. Like, please, like, it's so important because that help others, you know, break free. And then it also says here that, so the father went out and he begged with the older son, like, come on in, like, don't do this. Your brother was lost and now he's found. He was dead and now he's alive. Like, don't be jealous or selfish about somebody's, you know, being set free. Don't do that. It's not okay. We don't supposed to be jealous. God talks against being jealous. You know, he talks against being selfish. Let's not be selfish or jealous. Embrace your loved ones, family, friends, whomever, everybody. You see somebody, even if it's somebody you don't know that you know that you you know, you so happen been there, even if it's at church or whatever it may be. You see somebody been set free. You see that they change even the way that they talk, how the way that they walk. Embrace them. Love on them. You know, celebrate them. It's just so important, y'all. It really helps others. Um, it really does. And it's just so amazing. But then listen to the remark of this older son. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you. And never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat. So I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours. Who was squandered your property with prostitutes. Comes home. You kill the fattened calf for him. He was jealous. Bitter. He was feeling some kind of way. Like we don't need that. That's not going to help the situation. And the father still wanted to continue to talk out of love. You know, my son, the father said, 
You are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because your brother, this brother of yours, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's fine. He's found. Once again, celebrate forgiveness. Embrace it. Um, celebrate, you know, somebody turning away from sin. Celebrate them. Um, forgiveness can go down, y'all. Some people, you can see the forgive, unforgiveness on the outside. And you know what you know? They take root in your, in your inside of your body. Illnesses, sicknesses. That's why a lot of illnesses and sicknesses happen. Because we're hoarding, we're holding on, and we're bitter about things that happened 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Even yesterday, we're still holding on to things. Let it go. Forgive and let go. Now, I'm not asking you to for, for, you know, forget it. But I'm asking you to forgive, not bring it up again. Like, I struggle with that, honestly, y'all. Like, I do. And I'll catch myself like, oh, I'm just, you know, saying it over to just remind you. It's not reminding that person. You shouldn't have to remind them. They know what they did. You know what they did. You forgave them, right? So why bring it up? What is that going to do? Just forgive and let go and let God. And before I finish this podcast, I want to read also um, some forgiving um, forgiveness verses that I also um, found. And there's another little thing that I wanted to also add. Forgiveness is the only way to find release from the poison of bitterness. Forgiveness is the only way to find release from the poison of bitterness. Come on, y'all. We don't need to be bitter, selfish, feeling some kind of way, jealous. I need you to be forgiving. One, first John chapter 1, verse 9. But God is faithful and fair. If we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins. He will forgive every wrong thing we have done. He will make us pure. That's a promise. Another verse, Romans chapter 12, verse 19. My dear friends, don't try to get even. Leave room for God to show his anger. It is written, I am the God who judges people. I will pay them back. That's found in Deuteronomy 32, 35, says the Lord. That part about I am the God who judges people. I will pay them back. That's found in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35, says the Lord. I just wanted to get on here and give you guys some encouraging words, you know, about forgiveness. Um, right now, if you got somebody you need to be.